Hey, Blenders, it's time for our 200th episode. We play Real Blend Blend, and we try to rank the films of the MCU Phase 1 and 2. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, Blenders, and welcome. Welcome to episode number 200 of Real Blend, a podcast with a fresh new look and sound but the same old terrible takes on this week's show. We're celebrating episode number 200 and you guys are going to realize that it looks good. Sounds good because Gabe's been working behind the scenes to improve a lot of this stuff. No guest this week uh, and really no major film releases. So we're going to try something new and fun and different uh, with a new segment that we're bringing uh, called the tier list. And we're doing the MCU phases one and two. So make sure that you guys stay tuned for that later in the show before we get through a couple of other big time housekeeping things, including introducing for the 200th time uh, mm-hmm. my co-hosts, Kevin McCarthy of Fox 5 in Washington, D.C. Hello, Kevin. How are you, sir? Sean, Jake, Gabe, 200 it's insane. Obviously, uh, as everyone knows, we started this show just as an award show. And now we're 200 episodes in and we've had the biggest directors ever on this show, which is just insane to me. But uh, yeah, it's been an honor being a part of this. And uh, this is the, a show that I always dreamed of doing. So uh, the fact that I get to do it with my best friends is just awesome. So thank you guys. Oh, my gosh. We're getting all emotional. This is going to be a very emotional show as we work our way through this. Uh, yeah. Because Jake Hamilton of Fox 32 in Chicago is going to remind us uh, of all the special things we've done together. Jake, start at the top. What's the number one thing that we've I'm done together? Be honest, I'm you... fairly indifferent about this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting. Yeah. If, Kevin, yeah. if Kevin's on one side of the spectrum, yeah. I could take it or leave it. You got to go yeah. to the other one. <laughs> uh, Kevin, Kevin, what was the bit that you used to do to uh, Jake all the time on Instagram? Oh, my Were God. You... Years ago. We would do the we would. I would do hey, this Jake. bit. Yeah, oh, hey Jake, hey Jake, hey Jake. Well, yeah, the be- the beauty of those were I because I would it would be it'd be a, that's actually kind of how the puns started. So the puns were like that was like a pun initiation, and then the puns kind of trickled over into our show. Um, but the best part about, and I think Jake would agree, is if I did like ten in a row, and you just and you just hit like the Instagram stories. Like, hey Jake, hey Jake, hey Jake, yeah, yeah. hey Jake, hey Jake. Which and I like, would do. I would do that. Yeah, it was awesome. I do miss those. And, and if we're ever back in person for junkets, I, I think we got to bring that bit back for sure. You know, the hard part was it got to be sort of a joke where the bit was that I did not find it funny, which you and did more really. often than not. I actually really did. And mm. there would be ones where it would be really hard for me to kind of keep the straight face like, oh, my God, I hate this thing going um, <laughs> because they were actually very, very funny, yeah. as opposed to many of them on this show, which are, in fact, not. 
You're but lying. everyone was in on them. That was the, like it was like we'd be in like we'd be in a shuttle on the way to like an interview, and we, I would do a pun based on who we were talking to, and then everyone in the car would just react, and then we would like we do like, we do this like over exaggerated ah. So it's my favorite part of the bit was the, yeah. at the end when it would really shake the camera up. <laughs> oh yeah, I went, I, went, I, went, I went like Blair Witch. It was just like, <laughs> <laughs> and we decided that would make a good show, so we put it together into this. There we go. Um, Hopefully you're watching us on YouTube and you guys will notice that we look uh, crisp and clear and and uh, look good and sound good. And you can actually uh, see through- my pimples today, which I'm really excited about. If you want to take a look here and zoom in. Um, yeah, see, I feel like people, okay. the, my concern yeah. about these new HD cameras is that people are going to go, man, they're 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 ugly. Well, no, 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 because I'm wearing makeup for the very first time on Real Blend. I figured I had to keep up with the handsome television personalities. And uh, ironically, also, we're not. I ran a uh, test with Gabe and um, the bags under my eyes look like <laughs> they were really awful. So and we got to um, intro Gabe as well. This is a we big do have deal. to intro Gabe. Gabe has a new camera. Gabe, why don't you t- uh, t- explain to us what we're seeing on, on YouTube as the people are watching? <laughs> hello. Hello. Yes. Folks on YouTube are seeing that there's now a, a producer booth camera. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, yes. Yeah. When I when I speak, you will be able to see me as well. You are pantsless, right? Yes. And well, Arthur in Chicago and maybe a few others are screaming at the uh, the sky right now, upset that that they'll have They're to look at me. Thrilled but, you know. to see you. But I'm here. You know, you're 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 one of the, one of the <laughs> favorites out there. Uh, if you're not watching us on YouTube, go over to youtube.com backslash Real Blend Podcast where you can actually. Enjoy the visual element of the show. Of course, we're available every place that you get your podcast needs met. And uh, today, the day that this episode drops, uh, celebrating number 200, we are doing something really fun. We're going to be hosting a after party, a little after party uh, on Cinema Blend's Instagram live. You know, we I think in, in normal times, we would have tried to put together some type of live gathering where the four of us would have gotten together and picked a city and head headed to it and tried to get together with the blenders. But um, in the time of COVID and technology, uh, we are now able to do that on uh, virtually, virtually. So we were trying to do Zoom and then instead we're going to do Cinema Blends Instagram live. Uh, so it starts at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Uh you, if you follow us on Instagram, uh, it should alert you right off the bat and say that we're starting it. But it's on Cinema, Cinema Blend's Instagram. Um, we're going to be taking questions from you guys, uh, potentially telling stories and uh, having a good time. I think Gabe's got a couple of games that he's got lined up for it as well, too. So 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Three, 3 p- come on, come on. 3 p.m. Pacific. You've uh, had 200 Blend. tries at this. 200 tries at this thing. <laughs> Real Blend episode number 200, the after party. So um, no weekly poll this week because we're going to be switching up the format of the show slightly. Moving forward, we're going to be uh, we're still going to be doing the weekly poll on socials because we definitely want to be able to interact with everybody there. But we're not going to be covering them on the show every single week. Um, you know, if we come up with a topic that's definitely worth exploring and we can use a weekly poll to sort of get into that, we'll keep doing that. But we want to uh, sort of move that through. And that gives us more time to open up and do a lot more fun segments, such as uh, the thing that we've cooked up for this week. So we did this on a premium episode uh, and it led to a pretty passionate, pretty uh, not heated conversation. But, you know, we had some we had some uh, takes, as you might imagine, <laughs> listening to uh, listening to the show. So, so Gabe, why don't you explain what the tier list is and and what we're going to try to do for this week's special episode? Sure. If you're on YouTube, you're looking at a tier list right now and all of our faces. Um, 
if you're unfamiliar with what a, what a tier list is, we are going to go through phases one and two of the MCU uh, today. We are going through phases one and two, and we are going to add them to Real Blend's official uh, tiered list of the MCU. Um, I say today we're doing phase one and phase two because this is going to be a comprehensive list when we are all said and done. So today we're going to go through those first 12 movies. Um, but in the weeks to come, weeks and months to come, we are going to keep coming back to this format and updating this list uh, with each phase and even the TV shows um, and throwing them on a comprehensive ranking of, of all of the MCU, which should be fun. Is everyone getting that means that? the guys have to watch the TV shows. They have to finish them. That's true. They've got they, time. We're, they've got they, some, they've back, got some time. back it up, Jimmy. Back it up, I'll, Jimmy. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll finish. I'll finish uh, Hawkeye. If we can get Sean to understand that not every one of these movies is going to be an S. We'll find oh, out. that's fine. No, no, no. Yeah. We're going to get I think it's going to get pretty controversial right off the bat. You'll see. So we will. Yeah, I will. I'm kind of going to play. Ho- if you've listened to this on the premium episode, um, I will kind of play host here because I have the controls um, and we'll kind of. You're also through. optimistic that we're going to get through phase one without uh, with enough time to. That's true. I, I suspect that we can show. get through 12 I feel like, movies. I feel like <laughs> Iron Man is going to cause problems already. <laughs> well, let's get started uh, with, Why don't with we? movie number one with Iron Man, shall we? Wait, so, so and to clarify to the listeners who don't sure. have the visual, um, so the, we're looking at a screen that has S, A, B, C, D, Yeah, yeah, so, okay. so if you're unfamiliar, so yeah, it's a tiered list. Basically, we're grading like, uh, like, a, like a paper at home, A, B, C, D, um, and F, but there is an S tier, which is above an A. Uh, if you're a video game player, you're kind of familiar with the S tier concept, but that it means that not only is it good and great, but it is above the good and great um, in that category. So with that, we are going to try to maintain as a rare occurrence as like, yeah. you know, only a couple of them that are the best of the best. Um, we're going to use this format in the future to play with um, directors and filmmakers. And instead of an S tier, we're going to turn that into a masterpiece tier. Ooh. And in that format, getting ahead of oh, us here, we here go. that that we are going to reserve for a single masterpiece. We're going to take the definition of a masterpiece very seriously and will we only be allowed to add one for this purpose, oh, you're, you're going to rip us apart. Yeah. That's but for franchise rankings, for franchise rankings, as of right now, I don't have a limit on uh, how many films can be in the S tier. There's no limit, so we will have to argue the limit it out. Does not exist. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, well, let's get started and uh, let's kick it off with Iron Man. Where what do is that we from? Put Iron Man? The limit does not exist. Uh, that's mean from girls. something. It's from Mean Girls. That's it. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Uh, Iron Man is a B. Yeah, I was going to say that, too. I thought that oh. was going to cause a fight. No, no, Iron no. Man's Iron B. Man is an A, at least no, an A. No, it's a, oh, it's a least? B. It's a I, B. I was almost in S because I love the first no, Iron Man. Oh, my God. No, the we can't well, start out on. giving Iron No, no. Hold first on. Iron. I'd like to hear Kevin's take. I'd like to hear well, his first, side of this. First Iron Man's incredible, one. I mean, I don't necessarily love the villain in Iron Man 1, but so overall. So S. Well, no, no, no. That's why I didn't go S. That's why I'm explaining. Mm-hmm. I was, I mean, I, Iron Man one's top ten MCU for me, no question. Um, I also think it, you know it's Favreau. It was the beginning of it all. It, I mean, that movie was the. It set the tone. It set the entire 
scope of what we were going to be dealing with. Also, the origin story, Downey's time in the cave, uh, the whole beginning um, with his character and then through the arc. I, I just think Iron Man 1 is you can't not put that at A. It is it is an, an incredible achievement in terms of comic book filmmaking. And we had never seen anything like that before for Marvel, in my opinion. I mean, we'd, we've been seeing superhero films for years, but Iron Man 1 struck a chord. It was a very special film, and I can't delegate that to a B. I'm sorry. Oh, wait, it's here's at least the thing. Here's, are we discussing the film proper, the two hours of film, yes. or are we discussing its its relevancy? Because Ooh, sure, you it's the argument be. that Iron Man started so here, you know, oh, the franchise. Oh but no, we have to do a movie by movie. We can't do it in the big picture of MCU. It's all part of it. Though. I will add some context to frame this a little bit because you guys are really you. You guys like framing for sure. Um, the aliens, the come aliens down. are coming. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, this is an MCU ranking. So I want you to be forward thinking enough to know that, like, we are not just ranking phase one and then we're going to make a new list for phase two. And these are all relative right. to these six films. These are relative to yeah, everything in the start MCU. Iron Man and A. With that said, I think, I think A is too high. A is oh way too high. Relative to what comes too high. Iron Man is a very well-made generic origin story. I disagree 100%. But you guys also disagree with me on Doctor Strange and Ant-Man. So we'll we'll get there. I'm a big... I I love a great origin story. I would put Doctor Strange above Iron Man. It is a better movie than Iron Man. Okay, so as I'm saying, like, I would rather... But Doctor Strange is an S tier. Oh, my God. We can't talk about Doctor Strange. As I'm saying, like, I would rather... I mean, but I don't know. I, I to me, and, and I felt this way. I'm not. Even, it's not even like, oh, time has passed, and therefore I'm looking at Iron oh. Man differently. When Iron Man came out, I remember thinking, yeah, like it was. Oh. That was good. I enjoyed that. Let me. And here's Loved the thing. Iron Man one. Here's the thing. It's not. If you're going to an Iron Man movie, it it doesn't have a lot of Iron Man in it. <laughs> like it's, it's got a lot of Tony origin. Stark. Yeah, it's yeah, a great no, origin story though. It's a, it's a great origin story. origin story. I don't even think the people at Marvel would tell you that it's an A. I think they would admit that they were trying to figure out how to tell yeah. their movies. Gabe, how They're, does this work in terms of like, like, how does how do we get out of a, a, a disagreement? So, for example, I am not budging on my A. So if, if the um, guy is not judging B, on my, OK, all right, yeah. I'll answer the question. How does it work? Um, yeah. It's two B's versus one A and you are not willing to flex. So I will nope. cast a vote in this and say that I think it's a B and then it'll just be cool. a three to one. All right. All right. Just for the record, Iron Man's an A in yeah, my opinion. Also, That's you better remember this is, this is it, real it has too. an actor who got replaced. Like he's not. Yeah. Well, it's not. But it now, had nothing to do with quality. He had nothing to do with quality. Yeah. He was just he's just asking for more money. <laughs> he was asking for more money. OK, so with that, yeah, I think we are going to have to put Iron Man in B right here. Um, and that brings us to the Incredible Hulk. Uh, OK, oh. this is where I feel like we're going to have. A, a disagreement because I think Incredible Hulk is a B. I'm, I'm going I, I, D. No. Interesting. D. D. D? So, no, I really like it. I, people sleep on Incredible Hulk. The only person um, who likes that movie is Edward Norton. I love that like movie. It. No, I, no, I don't know. I don't think I, I think that's the whole thing is Edward Norton doesn't, doesn't like it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, 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 I really also, like it. I also feel that Incredible Hulk is a B, but I, I could go C. Um, because well, that, I that feel puts us like in the middle that our average would be a C. I feel like it's a it's a great interpretation of the Hulk 
that Marvel all of a sudden doesn't want to showcase yes. anymore, which I find really it's strange. It's a great Hulk movie. I don't understand, like, what is wrong it with is. this movie that everyone was flipping out about. It's a great, like, what what about that movie is not the Hulk to you? I thought, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. First of all, I thought it was boring. I didn't find it interesting, memorable. I mean, it's it the, the, the idea. No, no, sorry, 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 Kevin. We're, ta- we're talking about Hulk, not Ant-Man. <laughs> No, I know that. I know. But my, <laughs> my point, no, my, we're not there we're not l- there l- 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 Let me tell you when I stop listening to what you were saying. I, <laughs> the, to, to, to put Iron Man 1 and Hulk on the same level is pure insanity. Yeah, I wouldn't I'm do sorry. Iron Man down. You're right. You're no, right. I wouldn't Iron do that. Man to A and then put Hulk at C. I'm oh, fine with Jesus. that. How about I, I think Hulk at C is fair. <laughs> okay. well, I'm, listen, hey, you want to compromise, Hamilton? We got to we got to build a list here. Iron, no, I don't I, want to compromise. I want what I want. Our <laughs> podcast is not putting Iron Man and Hulk on the same level. I'm, it's just not happening. I agree. That's I agree. Fair. I That's think. Fair. OK, so, so Jake says Jake says D. Kevin says B. No, no, Jake. No, other way around. Sorry. Sorry. Other way around. <laughs> Kevin says D. Jake says B. Sean says C. And I kind of agree. I'm on the edge of like. C and D myself, but I think that puts yeah. us firmly in C um, for this. But, but Jake, that's the name of this game. It's not your list. It's Real Blend's list. Yeah, but I want list. Real Blend list to be my list. I tell you what, when the episode <laughs> drops, you can I'm not, get you on know, Twitter. I'm not used to losing. Fucking Juno. <laughs> that's great. All right. Still, uh, if you don't understand f- that joke, it's from... Um, one of my uh, favorite premium moments. Premium episode. Yeah, I, 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 I still can't believe I'm seeing a poster of Hulk next to Iron Man like that closely. It's just... That's not well, they should be. They should they should be standing shoulder to shoulder. No, <laughs> they should be like d- doubles apart at least. <laughs> yeah. OK, then fine. Then 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 put Incredible Hulk up higher than Iron Man. It's not better That's than Iron insane. Man. It's not That's... worse than Iron Man. It's way uh, worse than Iron you're Man. way worse than Iron Man. <laughs> oh my God. All right. We're never getting we're, into phase two. two and, um, <laughs> so hitting, uh, hitting the ground running. Uh, we yeah. just go right back to the Iron Man well with Iron Man 2. Yeah. Uh, for S. Iron Man 2 kidding. is S? No, I'm, I'm kidding. Okay. No, I'm kidding. Cool. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. C. Um, I would say D. I'm a C. I would say it's, it's really bad. It's yeah. really bad. It's not that bad. It's, it's not average. It's not average. Yeah. Iron it's, Man 2 is bad. To me, it's the second worst MCU movie. Yes. Yes. Which, really? which we cannot put the second worst at C. Right. I, 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 think I, I don't. C. I don't know. I truly don't know if there's an F in the MCU, but there almost, sure should a D. Jake, Have you, you know, Dark World. You mentioned that. That's, where, that's the worst one, I think. Jake, you mentioned that, and I almost took off the F. I was like, "Is there even an F?" And I was like, "You know what? I'll keep it. I'll keep it. We'll have the flexibility." Yeah, okay. Just for just for just for context, right? To put yeah. to, to yeah. put yeah. things into perspective. Um, I would go D on this. Truthfully, D. I'd go D. I'd go D. D. Yep. Okay, two D's and a C. You said, Kev. Yep. All right, that puts us. That puts us at a D. That puts us at All a right. D. And Iron Man Two isn't as bad Dave, as you guys you? remember. I'm I, again. I float on the C to D. C to D. I think. Yeah. You gotta remember that it's it has that really bad, um, lengthy, uh, blood disease subplot, which I think people kind of forget. Oh yeah. And it's like he's but already has, got a heart problem. But it has uh, Mickey Rourke Mickey saying, Rourke. Where, where is my that, blood replenished? Where is my blood replenished? It also has kind of their, like, like, the, <laughs> like uh, the really weak attempt at trying to, but not really doing, uh, what is it, Demon in a Bottle? Like Demon the famous art. Oh, but like, yeah. You could tell that they wanted to touch on it, but they weren't at that time. I'm sure they could do it now if they wanted to, but like they wanted to do it without actually really doing it. I always it's forget. It's also, 
Go ahead. They lean heavily into uh, like sleazy, pervy Tony Stark. Like, yeah, really, really. It's it wasn't that many years ago, and he got away with stuff that you probably couldn't yeah. do nowadays. Like just the way that he's like really lecherous around. Black oh, the Widow whole Black Widow thing, up. yeah, is is a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, of all people, Elon Musk shows up in that movie. Oh, for real. Well, also, funny. isn't isn't uh tech, like isn't Peter Parker in that movie? Like that's what they say no, is canon that now. It is not Peter Parker. You that's, don't know his life. It's dumb. You're dumb. I, wrote, I, I actually do, Jake. I wrote I wrote a whole book about his life. And I, I know I it's every step that he went book. on. Uh, I'm telling you, good. it's not him. Tom Holland told me it was him. I think he's a good spot. Did he? Okay. Yeah. Who's that? But didn't he say <laughs> that it's him because he likes that idea that it's him? Not that like there's some sort of authority. Did you guys know that Tom Holland told uh, Jake that there was going to be a multiverse movie back in 2019? I heard that. It's true. I heard I've that. seen that clip. Oh, Is that in your book? Scoop. You could argue that that was uncharted territory. Oh, let's let's move on. Let's move on to Chris Hemsworth's uh, introduction. With oh, Thor. this is going to be a problem with I Thor. love Thor. I, I, I really like this. Thor. Kevin, I am in your camp. I really do the, like Thor. So do, so do I. A. Or is an A. Or is an A. A. OK, I would I would. I would flirt between A and B, but yeah. I wouldn't be mad if we gave it gave it an A. Can, yeah, Brana, the top of this list is going to get crowded. <laughs> but Brana crushed that movie. I mean, like, like the Canton angles were amazing. It was like turning a comic book page. I love the first Thor. I, yeah. I actually Here's think the, thing the first too. Thor is the best one. Out Here's of the, three. the thing: while that version of Hemsworth is like the least, like he gets better as Thor as he goes on. Oh, hundred percent, right? sure. Um, that one at least Bron- is like caricature enough. Like the, the yeah. way the jokes he plays, fish out of water jokes are like a caricature enough of the yeah. Shakespearean, but you know, character. Brana nailed uh, Loki. Yeah, so he good. nailed Odin. Yeah, yeah. he nailed yeah. Jane Foster. Like, yeah. I mean, it's great casting across the board. The also, a great things- score. I remember there being a great score in that movie. And how many of how many of Captain America and Iron Man side characters are as important in the MCU to this day? As oh, Jane Foster, well, Loki, Pepper, I guess Pepper, but uh, but Pepper was Pepper was a little bit, but like she's she's the most important thing to Tony. To Tony. Though, it yeah. is, it is yeah, a big yeah. deal. Yeah. yeah. But Loki, I mean, is massive. All those characters were big. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So, so we're, I, Thor's an A. We're hitting. Are we it's weird. Uh, you know, what's weird about Thor is that the Asgard stuff looks great. And then when they come to Earth, it looks like a cheap sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, when he's in uh, when he's in New Mexico, isn't it New yeah. Mexico? Do you yeah. think they just had to spend all their budget on Asgard? Uh, yeah, probably. They're like this probably. has to look good. <laughs> like the final fight when he—I sh- forget that robot's name. It's a famous Asgardian villain, and uh, when he oh, fights yeah. him, it's like it's such a backlot somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy to see Thor one and at the top there. I That's where Thor, Thor is. Thor belongs there. It's better than Ragnarok. That's all I got to say. No, it's not. Yes, it Ragnarok's is. We're not going to get to Ragnarok today, so Ooh, we'll save that discussion. Um, now we're on to Chris Evans, the other Chris, one of three Chris's yeah. in the MCU um, with Captain America. Excuse me. The first Avenger, which I, I think, think is a solid B is an OK movie. Yeah, I think it's a solid gonna, B. Can I, I go C on that one? You're going to go C. Oh, interesting. I'm A. I would go A, but I'll listen to A. Oh wow! I don't. I didn't love First Avenger. I really. I thought it was fine. He, I mean, all I, his movies are better for sure. Yeah, all his other movies well, I mean, are better. But his other movies are. It's, it's the worst Captain America movie. Yeah, 
But but I still think it's a B. I like it as a B. I think it's a B. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, we got an A. We I'm got okay a B. We got a B. C. Yeah. Are you but you're okay uh, with a B? All right. I'll like say B because I, one of the, the one of the things I did like about the first Captain America. <laughs> hang on, hang on. This might be the most controversial thing on this list of the original three and of the origin <laughs> stories. We're putting Thor, Thor as, the best one. as the best one. <laughs> yeah, the idea that is, I, mean, I, I love it. I if love you it. asked me, honestly, if you asked me which origin story is the best, I would probably say Thor. No, See, I would say Iron Man. I think, I think Iron, Iron Man one. Yeah, I might, I okay. might say Iron Man. See, like I would go Iron Man one, then Thor. My the thing about Cap, the first Cap, um, you got to give them credit. It was so cool how they pulled off the skinny Steve Rogers. Yeah, um, because like uh, Chris would shoot those scenes, and then they would shoot a scene without him in it um, as like a plate shot. So that way they could shrink his body, so the background would appear where his muscles would be. And they had a guy step in and stuff, but like the special effects back then, how they pulled that off and made him look smaller was awesome. Like it was yeah, that crazy. to me was cool as hell. Um, I just didn't love the third act, but the first Red Skull is a great villain. Red I mean, Skull's yeah, a great I've, I've, villain. We could we could say I didn't love the third act for a majority of Marvel movies. Nah. Mm-hmm. Eh. Right. Not Infinity War. Not the next one. Not the next right, one well, we're about to talk about. We are. Uh, this is the end of phase one with the Avengers 2012's The Avengers. Uh, that's B. S. I think that's oh. You say B? B? Did you say B? Mm-hmm. You think it's the first Avengers is a B? Wow. I think it's, it's an A. I think it's an A. Wow. First Avengers Jake is very says good. An S? Jake, you're saying that's an S? No, maybe scale it back. Maybe scale it back. Maybe give it an A. Okay, I'll do an A. I'll do an Kevin, A. you have I, to you have to give it credit for if you want to pull out with Iron Man about what it accomplished. The idea that it seamlessly gathered all of those characters together for the first time and yeah. and figured out relevant stories for all of them, gave each of them good character arcs inside of the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. ramped up Samuel L. Jackson, introduced Black... Well, no, Black Widow was already introduced. Uh, it, it, it's terrific. And the, the uh, Battle of Manhattan, which ends up being extremely significant to the rest of the MCU, is a terrific, terrific action set piece. It is All great. right, I'll, I'll go A. That's fine. Go I mean, I, 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 I think Iron Man 1 is better than Avengers. I really do. No. That's, that, that, and that's the thing. That, that's, what's ha- that's where I'm having a hard time here because... Well, so like, here, let me... I'll add that now. I'll add that. I, there was a point I wanted to bring up. Um, as we do these, the way that we have to look at this is we're not placing this based on where the list is. You're taking the movie yeah. and then you're giving your opinion and we are giving an average. And then how the list looks at the end is how the, the list looks. So don't look at Iron Man and say, well, I think this is better than Iron Man. So it needs to go above it. Say where you think it should go on the list. And then okay. by averaging okay. out all of our opinions, we'll like, end up with. I would give list. Avengers one a B plus. So I'm cool with the A, a plus transition. It's fine. Okay. okay. So we're locking okay. in adventures at an A. It's not bad. All right. I will review um, phase one here for the audio listeners who uh, who don't have this pulled up. Um, at a D, we have Iron Man 3 uh, in the two. C tier. Iron two. Oh, sorry. Iron Man 2. Um, at the C tier, we have the Incredible Hulk. In the B tier, we have Iron Man 1 and Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, and all the way up in the A tier, we have Thor and the Avengers. I'm proud of the Thor. I'm proud of Thor being up there. Yeah, I'm Thor, proud of it Thor's too, underrated. but I'm surprised. That's the yeah. one that's surprising to me. That's that a great surprising. movie. Thor one's awesome. Okay, underrated. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, well, let's jump I right in. If the MCU cast saw this, they'd go, "Really? Thor yeah. one? <laughs> Thor one? Yeah. 
Kenneth Branagh. We've had him on the show a couple of times. Yeah. Like, eh? It's great this director. Is, this is this is going to be hey. when we when we get to some of the later phases. This is going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be interesting. Um, all right, let's jump right into phase two um, with Ooh. Iron Man three. And um, man, Downey really knocked out his trilogy quick, huh? <laughs> Really fast. <laughs> he banged those out and he said, give me 20 million a picture and I'll show up for, for a couple seconds. I love Iron Man 3. Oh, I, I was going to say, I, to love. me, it's a C. Ooh, Iron Man 3 no. is either a C or a D. Yeah, no, it's, it's not. Yeah, Sean. Oh, my yeah, God. Sean. The yeah, Mandarin Sean. twist was so awesome. No, God, I no. love that movie. It oh, is definitely, it. It's definitely a C. It could be a D. No, it could be a D. I, no, I, it, would, it, I would... I would rather go C or worse than C or better. No, it's nowhere. It's any, not anywhere lower than a B. It's not so anywhere Kevin lower than a B. Kevin has a B, so, and then we have a two Cs. It sounds. like. I'm at a C and yeah. a heavy. So e. you, well, you said D, Jake. You, <laughs> no, I'd say I'd say I'd rather go C. Like Sean said, C or D. I'd rather go C or lower than C or better. That's a B. That no, Mandarin twist was awesome. Oh, no, so awesome. No. That puts us I in the guy that. Pierce. The guy Pierce storyline is oh, bad. God. Wait, Gabe, it's really Gabe, bad with you? the Magnum guys, the the molten oh. guys that fight in in Nashville. Like that whole subplot is terrible. I love Iron yeah. Man three. I would put. But Seer. Did, don't you acknowledge that that's a bad subplot? That whole subplot's Every, really bad. All of these movies have bad things in them. I just no, but, I but love, the, I'm I talking about it. that one in particular. Yeah. Okay, but uh, I'm not giving the movie an S or an A. I said it's a B. I love Iron Man okay. three. It's awesome. But um, yeah, I would go. I, I would go C or D though. So that averages mm-hmm. out to to a C here for Iron Man three. That's where that belongs. Man, Robert Downey. Yes. Huh? You guys Poor. are crushing him, man. Poor like guy. Iron Man one's awesome. He honestly, I think Iron Man's my least favorite trilogy. Uh yeah. Yeah. I don't really ever feel like going so. back to watch the first Avenger. I will say, but you should but give it another shot. I don't think that you're giving it the credit that it deserves. First Avenger? No, I, I watched it recently. I watched it uh, sometime last year when I was doing a rewatch and it's good. I just never get excited about like, oh, I got to put on the first Avenger. Yeah. Um, well, because it's just sort of like and then we'll get to this, but it's just like if you're going to put on first Avenger, you kind of want to go, well, I guess I could just put on Winter Soldier or Civil War. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Civil War is just like a different Avengers movie. It's you basically. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of not really. I mean, it's it's a Captain America yeah. story, but it's an adventure. It's a th- it's really going to it's it like when we get to that, it's going to be unfair to the rest of their trilogies that like it's like, oh, I basically had an Avengers movie. <laughs> you know, like we're going to I think we're going to have some issues with these next five. Yeah, we're going to get this going to get pretty it's exciting. Gonna, it's going to be a yeah. little bit problematic. For um, me. <laughs> so another one, a part of my rewatch that I found to be underrated is Thor, the Dark World, Thor, the Dark World. I feel like it's a little too much hate. Where I, do you guys- I don't think it's as bad as everyone says it is. To I me, agree. it's a C. Oh, it's an Thor F. 2 it's an is F. an F. It's an F. It's an F. Oh, wow. No what? Question. Oh, it's an wow. F. It is an F. It's, I, it's not. I agree with Gabe. It is not as it's, bad as everyone says it is. It's the worst MCU film by a it's mile. The worst no, MCU. I, I think Iron Man 2 is the worst no, MCU it's not. Oh, it's, it's not. It's I an totally F. disagree. You're going F on I this. Totally disagree. I both went F. Well, I went C. You went C. If Gabe goes C, then we did average out to a D. Sure. That's fine. But it's an F. You're an F. <laughs> it's a lot of power. the idea the that Iron movie. Man. It's Iron not Man though. 3, it's not. Iron Man two and Thor two cannot be on the same level. I mean, it, it, they're we're so not playing. We're not playing that game. Well, you're you're right because Thor two is better than Iron Man two. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> right. right. It we're is not playing thing. that game. We're it not is. playing Mal- that game. Malekith is a is a terrible villain. There's nothing memorable about Malekith the Accursed Awful movie. All the stuff with the ether is 
is they had no idea how to even introduce the ether into the MCU. They just needed the red, the red stone. Essentially, they needed some way to introduce the red element. I'm, I'm going to mess with our real blend average and say an S Stop. just to bring the just to bring the average <laughs> up. No, disingenuous. It's it locks F. Loki in a in a cage for the bulk of the movie and has no idea what to do with them. It's terrible. It's I terrible. would put it. I I, I don't. I, again, I think it's better than people give it credit for. I think I'd put it at a D. Um, but that makes the averaging a little. I think I think I have to throw it into F unless you guys no! are willing. Unless you guys are willing to nudge into D. He says C. I think oh. I think D. You guys go hard I F. I think it's I harsh. don't think there's an F in the MCU. I do not. It's called Thor my the argument. Dark World. My argument is that. Um, if we're yeah. going to have an, an F level, it would be this has one. to be the F movie. This has I to be agree. the F movie. I might no, I might be ahead. able to argue one other F movie, but but this is definitely. This is go definitely ahead and slide it. that into that F category. Gabe, you, you know it doesn't belong there. Yeah, I, I, yes. I think it's a D. Thank I think you. personally, I think it's a D. Thor the oh. F world. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're welcome. <laughs> welcome, Thor, the F world. Um, all right, well, there's Thor of the Dark World in F, which all right. hilarious that we have the first Thor at A and then Thor of the Dark I World. I want to change my Iron Man score. This all next right. one is going to be a problem if we don't agree. Oh, I think we all We agree. have yeah. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Is that our S. first S? It's an S. Yeah. It's an S? It's an S. Yeah. It's an S. It's, Are we going to put perfect on guys, almost every level? It's are we gonna the put, number one? Are we gonna put every single Russo movie in the S tier? Is that how you guys are gonna no. treat this S tier? No. no, we're not. Because okay. eventually okay. we have to get to Endgame. All right, all right. Don't start fun. that conversation. We'll have that in a few weeks, I'm sure. That's gonna be fun. Um, Winter Soldier was the moment I saw that scene yeah, on the yeah, bridge. The grounded nature of that film it it, it was it, it brought the MCU to a realism of like hand to hand combat like it it was grounded emotionally physically like that movie I'll never forget walking out of that film it was like it was like the dark night of the MCU it was like it was Dude, the elevator so, fight oh my, god. oh my god the elevator fight's incredible yeah the elevator the fight most memorable is like, fight sequences in in the MCU and, then a and I would argue that the Robert Redford uh twist is the is more effective than the yeah. uh, Ben Kingsley twist I think that's I a love, better I villain turn Ben Kingsley's hmm. second twist in Shang-Chi is better than the Ben Kingsley twist in Iron oh, Man. Oh, I love the Mandarin twist in the first one. But the, the, the twist in Shang-Chi only happens because of the twist from three. True. But it's retconning. Yeah, They're kind yeah. of retconning themselves. They're, I, yeah. They were definitely calling to it of like, this was a sore spot and we're sort of making, having fun with I it. Because Ben Kingsley coming. is great as that character. That, that You'll never see Think about coming. Oh, <laughs> I, I liked his delivery of that line. <laughs> that twist was so great. The idea that he was an actor, that was so cool. How they, I loved that. That's and I like how they twist, explain, but the guy manipulating it is Guy Pierce, and, and he's just mad yeah. at Tony because he snubbed him one day on New Year's Eve. It's terrible. He was that, uh, yeah, he's that like, that classic like 90s, uh, the girl who takes her glasses off and now she's, pretty or whatever like trope <laughs> that was the guy Pierce in Iron Man 2 yeah yeah or, or 3 um, uh, Winter Soldier alright Winter Soldier oh, Soldier's an how about the scene? we have our first how about, S how about, how about the scene in Winter Soldier with uh, Nick Fury in the, in the SUV oh and, like, the, god uh, the escape and that that's, you remember how brutal that scene is it's so it's great the whole, the whole character design of just the Winter god. Soldier yeah. himself is so okay, cool okay so the mask, I wrote this in a piece about um sebastian stan about his evolution through the mcu is he's he's probably the most evolved character from where he starts in oh, yeah. first avenger 
to where he shows up in uh, Winter Soldier. It's him and Loki, the, right? Kind of. I think he takes probably, it over Loki. Probably. Especially with uh, Winter Soldier's Winter Soldier's character's involvement in Tony's parents' death is oh, like yeah. Wow. It, yeah. It, it, yeah. That's, it was so shocking. And yeah. then like that whole arc was man, it, what an amazing story that they did yeah. with him. He was great. Oh, great. Um, all right, yeah, our first S tier, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Quite the improvement over the first Avenger, in my opinion. Yes. yes. World of difference. Um, yeah. All right, we're, we're chewing through these. We have Guardians of the Galaxy, which was, as we remember, kind of a sea change um, yeah. for the MCU in a way, or at least a. a fresh, such a fresh take on the MCU. Um, and I think for a lot of fans, and I don't know if you guys agree with me, it like was a it was a point of like oh wow they can really like we are not sure what's going to come next or what they yes. could do they could do anything if they can make this James Gunn neon poppy um, crazy movie work in their universe what can't they do I think that was the first one that really felt like it was um, different. Oh. I'm pulling out my own hey. personal ranking um, out of curiosity just out of curiosity as we mm-hmm. go through this. It's got to be I'm wondering where because- I have Guardians. It's it's a, like, it's an A for me, hundred percent. Yeah, I would say the, that. it's an A because like also it was one of the it was one of the first times in the MCU that I really felt the director's voice. Yeah, um, and like I feel like it was really yeah. cool. I mean, obviously Whedon and, and you know what he did with um, Avengers. I mean, obviously his voice came through, but it felt like a yeah Whedon movie. Yeah, right. But but Guardians had a tone that was so out of this world. No pun intended. It was just like so like it was so different and it was jarring. And what I love about the MCU films, and especially that storyline, is that you know, they don't shy away from these dark thematics, like people dying in their lives and like, you know, that mixtape element being with him is like it, it's such a great through line. And the songs and, and just that lineup shot when he does like the, when yeah. he does the reel up with his yeah. finger, mm-hmm. it, it, it was it was awesome. I mean, it was right. such an awesome movie. I mean, A is it's not an S, but it's definitely an A. I don't know who described somebody described it this way. And I wish I could give credit to it because it's such a perfect way to say it. They said if the if the Avengers are the Beatles and the Guardians are the Rolling Stones. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I like that. And I was like, yeah, that that sums it up perfectly. They're the dirtier, Except, um, sort of grungier. There's no Rolling better. Stones on the soundtrack. Guardians. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> there might there be. should be that. Um, I'm fine with the being an A. It's an A. Yeah. Where would you put it? What you were fine with? Uh, I think might it's a B? have slid it to B, but it's oh, not. It's, a, it's, it's an not a, a B. It's yeah, a, yeah, it's a like, it's uh, for instance, like what's the what's the pro like what's the critique of it? I would I would almost want to ding it just a bit for its budget. Like, I don't know if it but it but it probably still look, I haven't watched it budget. from start to finish in a while. But I think like, it's great. Does it look great? Yeah. Also, great. Uh, shout out to Sean Gunn. I think is so underrated who plays the physicality of Rocket. But yes. I still to this day cannot believe that's Bradley Cooper's voice. No, I can't either. I've it's, seen yeah. him do yeah. it. And I can't believe that's it. insane. Wild, wild to hear like that, that. That's Bradley Cooper. It's so crazy. All right. Guardians up here in the A. We have three A's. Um, we're towards the back half here of phase two, and we have Avengers mm. Age of Ultron. I think that's a D. That's a D. I'd go C. I would say it's a C. Yeah. D plus. Maybe, maybe so plus. Um, it's just such a convoluted mess. And the thing is, it's for me, it's not even a convoluted mess that's enjoyable. Like I yeah. don't find like that movie is not fun to watch. 
I will say like it has scenes that I love. Like, for example, I love the scene when they're sitting around trying to pick up Thor's hammer and like, you know, and that's a long awesome. movie for a two minute scene. Uh, no, I know. The, but I mean, the even Hulkbuster, the Hulk, the beginning, Hulk fight is great. And, and the beginning fight yeah. in the in the in the forest is really cool. That one or of all of them jumping. <sighs> what about Spader? What about Spader's performance itself? It's great. He's great as old. Uh, you know what? I see. I'm good with C. Yeah. I'm you good don't like Spader's C. performance, Jake? Uh, I like what he, he gives to it. I don't like how Ultron was written. Okay. I think I think I think he does his best with a poorly okay. written villain. Wait, all right, so you're right. Everything that's been said so far is right. But the Hulk and Hulkbuster fight is really great. I would argue uh-huh. badass. Um, the birth of the Vision is a terrific scene. Yeah. Um, and just the fact that it bur- that it you know created the vision, I think it gets yeah. credit for the nightmare well, scenes with well, Wanda. All, all I think of are these great. things are, are yeah, for me yeah. keeping it from keeping Dark World company. F. No, well, no, that's what I'm saying like these handful of scenes are keeping it from being an F. So you're saying uh, D, but the three of us I think are all saying C. Kevin, I don't give a, a shit what the three of you think. Well, I mean, initially I was a D, and then I, and then as we went through those scenes, I'm like, yeah. yeah actually, how many scenes we could sit here and do fifty no, scenes like, oh, that don't work? Look, you guys no, say you don't like Hawkeye, but Hawkeye's scene with no, with, that's the worst part of Ultron is is Hawkeye's storyline. I, I didn't like how they expanded Hawk. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, the scene where he uh, like gets her up, like the scene where he's oh, like, yeah, yeah. you either do this or you don't. I love that, and he's hilarious, and he him like. Joking about like he pulls the he pulls the bow at uh, Quicksilver and he's like nobody would know just a slip. And Didn't you like, feel it was weird so how much how much Hawkeye is in that like the, like they almost felt like they were retconning not giving him enough to do in the first Avengers. I mean movie. I think that's the that's the like behind the scenes theory of like he didn't get enough to do and he was just it kind of under a spell. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I I, I think I, Wanda, again you I guys haven't watched Hawkeye. I like Hawkeye, but yeah, I think it doesn't help that I don't like Hawkeye. I, I like will Hawkeye. admit that the like a lot of the South Korea fights are. You know. I don't get how you guys don't like Hawkeye. Not the show. I just mean like character. <laughs> yeah, uh, now, no, no, no. If you do Hawkeye well, like the Russos did, I mean, All like right. the Russos, the Russos nailed Hawkeye. Like the everything that he is involved in in Russos movies, even the opening he's good of in Endgame, Thor. He's fine in Thor. He's fine in Thor, but like, I don't think any, much, I don't, I don't but... think Hawkeye really shined until the Russos got him. I really well, don't. Uh, I really don't. He was fine in the. He's other great. Ones, he's great in Ultron. I think you're wrong about that. The Avengers, I understand because I he wasn't really Hawkeye in the Avengers. I don't like his. I don't like his Ultron storyline. I guess right. for me personally, I, just, I think he's that, great but, in it. I that sounds like a D movie to me. No, but in general, the movie's a C. We'll you're, go with a C. It's 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 a C. All right, it's very we, close. It's close. It's close to a no, D. You know though. what I'm, I like about the Hawkeye? I like when I like when Wanda fucks them all. Uh, badly and they have to go to her, his farm and you learn he has a yes. family I it's like family that man. aspect of it I thought that was nice and I think he's great. He's I, in it and she's terrific I think that I don't know if this was was conscientious or or you know who's who maybe came up with this but Hawkeye as a character who has no powers who is just very skilled human being with super weapons thematically he is really great about grounding the Avengers he grounds Wanda. He's a he's a his sort of role as a parent in the background is through Wanda in that in that story arc. And the fact that we get to go see him at the, on the farm and all these things, he they use his character to sort of in a way that they don't even really do with with Black Widow um, to sort of ground the storyline and give you a these are human beings level point of view, which I, I enjoy. 
which is why I really the, liked, you know, Thor like the, the first two acts of Black Widow. I liked because it was exactly what you just said, like we grounded them as human mm-hmm. beings. And then, it, yeah. then it turned into a CGI fest in the third act where they, they were right. doing things that weren't human. Um, so like it was, you know, that, but you're right. I mean, I, to me, like the opening of Endgame is so effective, it's mm, so yeah, effective. Exactly. I do like that. Because, and, and so like any I, that's why I like Hawkeye in Civil War. I like him. I, I, I love him in anything the Russos have touched him with. Like, he's great with the Russos. They've really understood that character more, I thought. But I digress. I mean, I don't think yeah. most people I mean that uh, Ultron. That was a, that was probably my biggest problem with that film was 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 how much time we spent with Hawkeye. I just didn't hmm. think it was well written. All right, well, we are on to our last film in phase two, the last one of the day, in fact, which is um, 2015's Ant-Man. A. D. Oh, you're insane. First, Ant-Man's incredible. Oh, my God. You said a a D? A D. Oh, God. A D. The Michael Pena bit alone makes it above a, at at least at a C or above. The 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 effects and camera work in that film the 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 way they did the shrinking was yeah. unbelievable like the mini you cameras say, in the tub did you say a, a? no question a, yeah. a is too high for me um it's it's a b for me like I'm not I, I don't on. love it i don't love it the way i love guardians you know i'm not trying to compare it to our list but like i have guardians at an a um oh i love it man i love to me that Ant-Man movie. doesn't have that factor the way guardians does where like i just when i oh. when it comes on i'll watch it kind of thing um, but I would you say guys, it's a, I would say it's a B. Jake, you sleep on Ant Man. I don't. So I don't. I've tried. I've tried. And I love Paul Rudd. I love it's, Paul Rudd. It does the, not work for me. Sean, where Michael, are you at? I, I you guys keep doing these things where it's like, hey, remember that thirty second moment no, from this two hour movie? That makes I, it an A. No, I love that movie overall. No. Dude, he's always he, he's always loved that. He's always been like, consistent like, oh, in his big, love for that. He's big, let, and then he gets small. No, and then let everything me, around him is big. Let me explain a few things just real fast. <laughs> please, <laughs> please explain because because uh, because Ant Man is too far above me. Go ahead. No, no, no. no I'm not saying it's above me. you. Well, if no, he's no, big, I'll, he probably is I'll, above you. I want to tell you why I love that movie. That movie played with special effects in a way that I'd never seen in the MCU, and like I was so excited. Michael Pena's character alone is incredible. But everything they did with the camera work, they were throwing cameras into vacuum cleaners, little tiny cameras to like have you go through the vacuum with Ant-Man in the tub scene. They threw many cameras down there. I shouldn't need to know that to enjoy the movie. I don't care. But it was to me, it was immersive. I I thought that they found such an immersive way to to tell Ant-Man's story and give you his perspective. I wanted to immerse my head in a bucket of water. That's fine. But, dude, you can't deny that this, this, the fight I at the end. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm denying it. Is, the fight at the end was boring the as hell. The fight at the end with Koi like, Stall oh. is phenomenal. That no. When they cut to the no. train scene and it's and it's like the, just a little t- really Thomas cool. the Tank Engine. It was, fun. it was really funny cool. when I saw it in the trailer. Oh, Michael. But it's uh, still Michael, funny. It's Michael still Douglas. funny. It's I so can't slide well, it for okay. when hey, you saw it. Here's 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 one three second Ant-Man. moment from a two hour movie. No, it's an a. I just gave you I just gave you a hundred reasons no. why that movie's awesome. You I gave me a hundred reasons you why you to. think it's awesome. All right, here's the thing. Go ahead. Sean. I can't I can't go higher than a B. Same. But I think it I think it's a B. I think it's I a, think it's, it's a not a C. a C. It's definitely not a C. But I, I don't. But it's not an A either. Definitely. So not I'm, an a. I'm 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 at a B. It's a I'm solid right. B for me. Like, I agree with you 100%, Sean. It's like, I, I have no question that it is right at a B. 
so smart and so innovative and so interesting and Evangeline Lilly's great I mean I love Ant-Man I just I like, like Ant-Man and the Wasp more than I like Ant-Man oh, no 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 yes. no, no, no. Oh, that's no, insane. no you, that's no, you don't for another day. yes I know no, you don't I do though that's just wrong that's wrong that's no. actually not even an opinion. That's no. literally wrong. No. <laughs> like, no. like, I'm not kidding. This okay, is not actually. a safe space. I don't know why we do this game. <laughs> wow. This is not a safe space. Wow. Okay. Let me uh, let me take. People scoring. are going to hear this, Jake. You know that. <laughs> yeah. And you know. Okay. Nine <laughs> times out of ten, how many emails do we get, Jake? I normally agree with your opinion. That's true. He's not wrong. That's fine. I have no problem being on the. That's why I don't have a problem losing those games. I am cool with being on the outside of things. All right. Are it's you okay with it as a B? Can we settle on a B? Because well, Gabe and I feel that way. I don't. I don't think it's good enough to be a B, but it doesn't matter. It's this is this is out of my hands. I I'm not nudging on an A, but I understand that we have to probably okay, put it. All right. In a Let B. me take That's score. Fine. Let me take score. So Kev says an A. Sean and I say B. Jake, did you say D? I say D. D. I think that with two B's and an A and one D, it makes it, it puts it at B, right? That yeah. feels like yes. that's an average, right? Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Because yeah. the A yeah. and the D kind of cancel his each other D out. D don't, don't, doesn't bring all the way down to a C. No, well, as I said, the A and the D kind of cancel each other yeah. out, I think. So. Yeah, yeah. You guys just disrespect No, an A and a C man. would cancel each other out. But an A and a D like really cancel each other. <laughs> but, it's like two it, B, but it's two B's versus two B's. Yeah, correct. Look, Gabe, if piece. you're gonna come at this with with reason, then then I just don't know how to handle this show anymore. Well, but I anyway. think it's right in line with the first Iron Man and the first Captain America. I think no. it's right in line no. with those. Well, it's better fall. than first Avenger. Well, that is it does, um, it does a bunch of things right. Well, any any final thoughts uh, before I close this? Is, is the goal for all of us to end up unhappy with these lists? Because if so, then we're succeeding. <laughs> we are we are uh, reflecting sort of the the struggle of yeah. compromise in the real world by yeah. trying to make a nerdy list. Yeah, that we but all I'm the baby with. of my family. I'm not used to compromising. Oh. I kind of love that our we have one S. We went through two phases with one S. That's pretty yeah. strong. That's that good. shows a, shows a, like, a level of restraint and balance. And and the so. fact that it's Winter Soldier is that's correct. Sure. I will uh, let me review for for the audio folks in the F uh, tier. We have Thor the Dark World by itself Brilliant. In the D tier. We have Iron Man two uh, in the C tier. We have the Incredible Hulk, Iron Man three and Avengers Age of Ultron uh, in the B tier. We have Iron Man, Captain America, the first Avenger and Ant-Man uh, in the A tier. We have Thor. Uh, the Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy and our only S tier at the moment or MCU tier list is Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Um, you can check the description. I'll drop a link uh, for a little image of this tier list if you want to take a look at it. Um, but I recommend you hop over to YouTube and watch the video because you can see all of our gorgeous high definition. It is very faces. cool. I will say it does look great. It looks, it looks great. great. Yeah, great. Like what, what, was the, what was the other one we did? We did Spider-Man, Spider-Man on the premium. Spider-Man, premium that's right. Show. God help us when we do Star Wars. Jesus. Yeah. But see, I suggested Star Wars and Gabe might be right. It might be too easy. Actually, it might too be too easy. I wonder we'll, if it's too I, easy. We'll do it eventually. We'll do it eventually. But it's not one I want to start What with. would be the most contentious one? Those the two, Toy Story. The two ones that were always. Nolan's oh, 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 you mean overall. The I think Nolan's one. movies would be pretty contentious. Oh. I, see, here's the thing about yeah. doing Nolan's movies. I'll be off that day. Yeah, I was gonna say Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin can't pick a masterpiece, and it's gonna be hard to. It's gonna be it's hard really to one masterpiece. Oh wow! One uh, masterpiece. Like four of them. And, and yeah. how would we all collectively agree on one? Because I can go ahead and tell you that I would not vote Interstellar. Sean uh, would not vote Interstellar. So then, how would Kevin sleep at night? 
Yeah, so you? we won't bring it up. We won't bring it up. <laughs> I will be off that day. <laughs> All right. Um, with that, with that, yes. we are we are going to take an ad break. Uh, we are going to play some ads for you, and we'll be back on the other side with uh, movies of the week and some stuff. We've Go watch it. Ad time. Ad let, time. It's time for ad time. All right. Thank you, Jake. And uh, I will let Jake or I'll let Sean take over the hosting duties. So on the other side. This episode of Real Blend is brought to you by Marvel Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile squad RPG that allows you to battle with your favorite team of superheroes and supervillains in a fight to save the universe against threats like Doctor Doom and Apocalypse. Power up your favorite characters and build a team to complete missions, unlock gear and other resources, and even challenge other players in PvP modes such as Alliance War and Arena. New ways to battle with your roster are released regularly and the meta is constantly evolving. And now you can sign on for Marvel Strike Force's new Deadpool Anniversary event in order to receive a generous gift containing character shards, an anniversary diamond orb, gear, and other great items. Better yet, each week during the Deadpool anniversary, players can complete events and receive even more special rewards and skins. If you want to get in on all the fun of Marvel Strike Force, be sure to use our promo code MAXPOOL, that's M-A-X-P-O-O-L, and thank you to Marvel Strike Force for supporting the show. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And we are back. So there aren't a lot of big time new releases to discuss uh, this week. So we wanted to go around the horn and give you guys an idea of what we have been watching to sort of pass the time. Some of it has been work related. I've been catching up on a bunch of Sundance films, um, but a lot of this is strong TV shows. And hopefully you guys can get some recommendations out of these. Daenerys, what have you been watching, girl? Uh, Who wants to go first? Kev, you want to kick us off? Yeah, I mean, I like that we're doing this because I feel like, you know, we do talk a lot about movies in the show, and I think that we're all watching different things all the time. Um, In movie related, I just watched the one through five of Final Destination, uh, which I'm just obsessed with. Now, what inspired you to do that? I don't know. I I, I think I was on iTunes one day. Yeah, but do you remember the twist at the end of the fifth one? Yes, it's a great twist, which kind of makes me want them to leave it alone. Do you remember this, Sean? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Oh, I won't ruin For anyone it. Who has it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Right, I won't ruin it, but there's the great. Twist, it's really great. It, yeah. And five is awesome. Um, okay. I, I'm a sucker for those movies. The opening of two with the log and the I was driving. Like, does scene. anyone see log trucks the same ever again? Whenever I go home to Texas, no. it's a big logging area. Does and anyone see log trucks? Well, like, never, the same. Yeah. yeah. I've you never seen log trucks. trucks. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess maybe because it may be where I grew up. They were they were far more common. But um, there's a, there's that scene in Final Destination 2 where the log breaks off the log truck and bounces Wild. and flies back and knocks the dude's head off. 
And those effects still look really good. Oh, I also want to shout out. I want to shout out the third one. I love the roller coaster one. I Ooh. I just think those films are super inventive. Um. Anyway, so in terms of television shows, I just finished Yellow Jackets. Obviously, the first yes. season, which is incredible. Uh, shout out to that whole incredible cast, um, Melanie Linsky and everybody. Um. But the show I'm currently watching right now is uh, is Ozark. So Ooh, I no spoilers. I, actually, I haven't started season four yet. No, I'm on season one. I'm, oh, I'm on the, you're starting for the very very beginning. I'm on the season one finale and I want to point this out because apparently not a lot of people know this. And I, I thought this was just commonly known. And then I'll, you guys can move on uh, to your things. Um, when we did the junket for season two, I had watched partial episodes. Yeah. Um, but at the beginning, it's very important to pay attention to that. O, um, mm-hmm. because it's every symbol is different in every episode. It spells Ozark every time. And every symbol in the corners is actually a, a, a foreshadowing of what's going to happen in the episode. So they manipulate the actual symbols to spell Ozark. So it's the O and then like, for example, they'll make the Z like a, I don't know, uh, a hammer or whatever it'll be, but they'll manipulate it in a way. So every time you watch an episode, check out that opener. Um, It's right. And it's, it's after the first scene Um, and it'll give you a preview as to what's going to happen. The cool thing is to go back and look at it again when the episode's done. Yeah. So it all, it all spells Ozark, but every one of those um, is, I was rewatching the first season the first episode when that guy falls out of that building in chicago Dude, I, I i've told you my story right it's right where you like well, where you I, live, I walked right? in Eris, like right through that i didn't realize they were filming i walked out of my apartment that's right in front of my old building where i used to live here in chicago and i walked out and looked to the left and jason bateman was there because he directed the first episode i believe and i'm like hey what are you doing you know because it was where i walked in Eris <laughs> every day and they had this big crane with like a dummy on it and the shot yeah. is him walking up and a body dropping in front of him because they throw him off they throw yeah. a body off of the Aqua building, which is across town. But Aqua building said, look, we'll let you shoot around here. But no bodies dropping in front of us. So yeah, even though he's funny. thrown off of one building, he falls across town and I actually watched them film that. I stumbled upon it walking Daenerys in the middle of of uh, and at the time, of course, didn't know what Ozark was. And weirdly enough, uh, if you watch that episode again in the, in the symbols in Ozark, uh, the falling person is uh, I think it's Z or it's one of the letters. Oh, cool. Um, but that that individual who falls is is one of the manipulated letters that spells Ozark. It's really a really cool thing. And I think uh, Bateman said he were Fincher's title guy did it for him. Cool. Um, which oh, I, interesting. Really, sense. Yeah, it's a really great show. Um, so recommend it's it, I mean, it is Breaking Bad through and through. It's the same thing. Well, um, I'm yeah, going to use yeah. that as as my transition into what I've been watching lately uh, because PJ binged Breaking Bad and Michelle and I made him watch it with us like wait for us to watch episodes so we essentially watch it all the way straight through and then he was like well now i want to watch better call saul oh, so and good. michelle didn't watch saul with me i think she tried and it's it gets off to a slow start admittedly i, I had to watch season one like three times but to get through it all the way it gets yeah. to breaking bad level in three and four for sure it's so like, that's where we are now we're in the end of three season three. Oh yeah and um <laughs> It's I mean, it's so I'm he's jumped ahead and watched a couple episodes when I'm not around kind of thing. So I watch it with him whenever he's kind of downstairs. So I'm I'm not watching it straight through, but I'm catching enough to be reminded about, you know, how many great uh, plot lines are going through yeah. it. So we've been watching that. That's been a ton of fun to sort of catch up on, because I know that the new season is coming out soon. I don't know when this year, but we're getting another episode of the final episode of Saul uh, this year. So I'll be fascinated to see. Uh, that plays out. And then I watched um, a ton of 
the new Jack Reacher show uh, on Amazon, which is coming out next week, I want to say. And I like it a lot. Uh, this uh, I love those books. I got a chance to interview Lee Child uh, today, which was fantastic. That's I got to cool. thank him. Got to thank him for all the books. That's really cool. Oh, dude, I have outside of Stephen King and then another act, uh, another author named uh, Robert Cray, who writes a series of detective novels uh, for a character named Elvis Cole and Joe Pike Two just outstanding, outstanding authors. Uh, Lee Child's like my third favorite writer. I love that's awesome. And you got to like talk that. to him today. I got to talk to him today. Yeah, that's, and, so, that's uh, huge. When I got to talk to him. Did you, did you did you reach for one of the books on the shelf? I didn't know, but I asked him if he knew uh, his favorite um, chef. She a chef, Julie Child. I was trying to go for Julie Child. Oh my God. I'm, I'm pulling the parachute oh on that God. one really it's fast. Okay. Yeah, that's terrible. It's, okay. it's um, episode 200, Sean. I know, right? 200 to 300. The, let's let's strive to do better. Yeah, you know? come the on. The dude <laughs> they cast as Reacher is fantastic, and I'm not trying to knock Cruise, but the the you know the Tom Cruise oh, thing yeah, was he, not he right he for Jack be, Reacher. Is go ahead and knock Cruise down a peg. I'm sure he could. Yeah, do he'll that. be. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be fine. Um, yeah. I like the new guy a lot. It, the only the issue is that it's a little bit. It's weird because we were just having a conversation about Lord of the Rings and how it's like a billion dollar show or something like that. Right. But they Amazon did not pour a lot of money into the production values of this poor Reacher show. So it was shot somewhere in Georgia and it looks a little bit chintzy, a little chintzy. Uh, but the characters are great and it's adapting the first uh, book, which is called Killing the Killing Floor. And it's a really interesting story and they're doing a good job with it so far. So put it on your radar if you've read those books. Jakey, what are you watching? Uh, I'm watching a show on Netflix called Archive 81. Mm. Um, and basically it is the story uh, of a guy who is very good at restoring old tapes vhs tapes camera tapes video camera tapes and this mysterious company reaches out to him and says look we have these old camcorder tapes that were kind of burnt in uh when this apartment building in new york burned down in in the 90s and we really need you like you're the best of the best we need you to restore them we've got this facility we want you to to work only on this we're going to give you a hundred thousand dollars but we need you to go work at this facility by yourself in the middle of nowhere and then uh and then restore them and kind of you know so this guy takes him out there in the middle of nowhere it takes a hundred grand he's like yeah sure starts restoring the tapes and needless to say what's on the tape starts leading into like this really dark mystery kind of reminded me uh, a little bit of um eight millimeter in a way okay um and then it's, it's got it's got a little bit of a sinister but honestly that's actually the best way to sinister meets eight millimeter is the best way i would describe it Sounds like um, a joyful, because then it, joyful yeah, then experience. It, then it splits into two <laughs> stories. It goes back and forth between the guy restoring the tapes, and then it also goes between the girl who has the video camera, who is running around the apartment in the '90s recording, and kind of like what she's up to that makes her record in the first place. So it kind of mm. goes back and forth, and then he starts seeing shit all around in the in the woods, and like there's this person in a red coat in the distance in the woods that he starts seeing out there. It's just it's wild. It's only eight huh. episodes, and I've watched six. Okay, I, I also just rewatched other- Tenet. What's the Adam Scott one too? What's the Adam Scott one that, oh, that you were know, talking about? I don't know how Severance. much we can talk about that, but um, I'm excited to talk about that whenever we're. Oh, okay. I think there is an embargo because it, it doesn't come out till like February 18th. Um, Severance, but, it's called. Um, but I, but I liked it quite a bit, quite a bit. Okay, Gabe, so what are you watching? Servant and Severance. Yes. Yeah. Gabe, are you watching anything? Um, nothing worth note. I'm trying to think if there's any TV that I'm trying to catch up on. I need to catch up on. Um, Boba Fett, although you guys are being very discouraging about whether it's worth watching. Here's what I'll say. Based off of what I've heard about, I haven't seen today's episode. 
Yeah. But I've basically heard. Can I tell you what I've heard? I, I haven't seen it. What What do you mean? I, what you've I, heard? I've heard or? two things. I've heard two things. One, and it doesn't make me feel good about the future of the show. I've heard it's the best episode of the show. And I've also heard it's basically an episode of The Mandalorian. Yes. And it concerns me really, that the okay. best episode of the show is not an episode about Boba Fett. Yeah. Well, well I don't want us to go to down me, the road too much of talking about something we haven't actually seen. But um, but I, I feel like out, even outside of us, the negative discord, I'm waiting to kind of binge that when it's all done. I think it's one more week or so. Um, yeah, I'm a little disappointed to hear that it's not amazing yeah. i do i mean get, get, keep in mind we live in a world where there is a star wars tv show that i'm not caught up on that yeah. i don't feel the need to watch every week very strange that is like, I, I, like i have to like force myself and, to watch and not Boba just Fett. like and not just like a, a star wars show that's about like some yeah. side thing boba it's Fett. about boba fett it's really making me think that like maybe maybe boba fett like would have been better off dead it's like staying dead What's funny about what dark. you just said, which I find interesting, because I think uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is in this episode. Yes. From what Yo, I she directed, she directed this one, right? So when I when I did the junket, and it was Timura Morrison and Ming Na Wen, um, who plays Fennec and obviously Boba Fett. Um, and Ming Na Wen, by the way, is the original Mulan, uh, original cool. voice of Mulan. Um, hmm. She said, and I, I thought she was joking, but now it actually makes sense that when she was filming Boba Fett on the first day, she thought she was actually on the set of The Mandalorian. Oh, wow. She actually didn't know she was on a Boba Fett set. And I, don't I know, also, and, and I also saw an interview. Sense. Yeah, I saw an interview with um, I'm sorry. Who is the actor's name who plays Boba Fett? Tamura Morrison. Morrison. He in, in the interview. And I think this perfectly sums up my problem with the show is that he said he's been trying to give away a majority of his lines. He says he believes that Boba yeah. Fett talks Shouldn't, too much. And I kind of went, okay. yeah, I kind of I mean, if you think about it, like. Mando doesn't talk, but he doesn't even take his helmet off that much. And he's like one of the biggest mm -hmm. stars working today. Like yeah. they should have taken a lesson from that. Boba Fett's think, always taking his helmet off constantly. Yeah. Like, dude, like every time he takes it off, I kind of want to be like, put your helmet back on. But, Boba, but um, <laughs> Boba Fett's not a Mandalorian though, right? No, he's not. But I think it's, it's just, it's just kind of ruining the, like it, like when, when Obi-Wan comes out, it's not going to be Darth Vader taking his helmet off every five minutes. Cause it's it, could be. it could be, it's gonna, it could be, it's going to, should be. Well, okay. But that might be cool. Cause his face will be all scarred and everything. And it'll be what awesome. If he has like that Rick Moranis space balls thing, where it just sort of. <laughs> <flips back>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Hayden his face, like, <gasps> his face yeah. in Jedi is terrifying. It is. Yes. That was, yeah. that was very Great shocking scene, though. Great. Scene. Okay. So, uh, it's episode number 200 and we are celebrating the history of the show. We are uh, we put it out to everybody that for this week's blend game, we were hoping that people would submit uh, what Kevin brilliantly called <laughs> real, hashtag real blend blend, which is a uh, a blend <laughs> of real blend uh, memories. And we basically said you guys can pick whatever you want. The nature of this show. I said it. And I was like, there's no way they're going to go for it. I thought oh, it was fantastic. God. Now That's I'm hilarious. so we said it could be a, a bit or an interview or just something from one of the shows. And so we got a lot. We got a, a great, great response from people. And I want to read through um, as many of these as we can. Uh, basically, I think we're trying to fit in all of the folks. That yeah, people said. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I and think we, we will, all have we all have favorite stuff, but I think we want to hear from hear from the audience. So, yeah. And we'll end up commenting on on a lot of these as we go. And then at the end of it, um, we if we've all picked one that we'll share uh, and hadn't had a chance to talk about it yet, we will go from there. So Justin Shepard kicks us off and he says, man, how is this show at 200 episodes? Well, Justin, we're not quite sure either, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, he said, wild, 
Wild Real Blend. Congrats, guys. My favorite memory has to be the episode 100 live show. I had so much fun uh, and meeting amazing people. I can't wait to do it again. Eric Carter uh, said, listening to the guys talk to the amazing Mike Flanagan and learning that there was a such thing as <laughs> fake, fake of Tremblay uh, <laughs> face with tears of joy. God, that, that story is that story is outstanding. That if you haven't heard this interview, it's like two hours. It's just search for it on YouTube. Uh, was that, or, wasn't that or, one know. that just kept going? Yes. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. I, the, there was a point in that interview. I, I fell out of my chair. I was crying. <laughs> the fake of Tremblay story is the most, yeah. it's incredible. The way he tells it too, with uh, Rebecca Fake-up. Ferguson being so disturbed <laughs> and fake of it being his birthday. Like it just Fake-up. kept escalating. <laughs> it was so great. If I ever uh, interview Jacob Tremblay, I have to bring that up to him. Yeah, Amanda sure. Young uh, said so many interviews, arguments and bits to choose from, but I got to go with the running gag of puns from Kevin McCarthy. The delighted yeah. laugh afterward yeah. from Sean O'Connell, followed by Jake <laughs> saying he's quitting the show. Cheers, fellas. Hashtag Royal Blend Blend. Uh, Donovan, Donovan <laughs> Oberu, who is uh, a great friend of the show and joined us out in uh, Los Angeles for the Tarantino, said so hard to pick a favorite moment from Real Blend. But in the end, nothing can top the live interview with Tarantino with the new Beverly. What an unbelievable night and an incredible experience. It was everything great about the podcast condensed into a single evening. And Donovan gave us posters uh, that commemorated the live show. And we have to thank him very much for that. Uh, Ignacio Borges said the Giacchino interview easily, though the time I joined the prestigious list of last names mispronounced by Sean is a close second. Well, I hope I got it right this time. Ignacio, try my best. Gabe told me, uh, Gabe made me practice. Michelle Garrist, great friend of the show, said my favorite real blonde moment was meeting all of you and some of the blenders at the DC meetup. It was great to geek out on Arrival and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with everyone. Kyle David Perry, very close friend of the show. He added, what else could be my real blend, blend, blend? Driving to DC with (laughs) Arthur and Pete. So all four of us, he's including Kalina, could uh, see the real blend 100 live. Flying to LA with Kalina to see the guys interview Tarantino and to meet him. And gaining three of my best friends from a podcast. So the um, the real blend episode 100. That's that was special because we did the show Yeesh. live in AMC theater. Uh, we had no clue if people were going to show up. Ended up getting a ton of people to come in and and uh, watch us record. And then afterwards went to a bar in Georgetown and got to hang out with a, bunch, a ton of people. I saw that mentioned by a lot of people. Most of the people who came. So that was a really fun. And I, I really, really more than anything else this year want to get back to. Being able to How do good, something like that. That Johnny Rockets we had afterwards too is so good. Outstanding. And uh yeah. was, it, right was, it, that, uh, was it episode one hundred when Sean got recognized for his No, that Chicago. was uh, when when you guys were here. Yeah, Chicago that for was Star Chicago. Wars. Oh, that yeah. was great. But the we game was our very first. Yeah. And remember we yeah. initially we thought like, oh, like for some reason I thought we all thought he was like making fun of you or something. But he, no, he was like calling we you got over really defensive, really fast. Yeah. <laughs> you like, did. <laughs> and I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You were like, Wait, what? Sean it said. was it was Jake too. Jake oh, was all right, of a sudden right. like Jake was angry. Yeah. <laughs> and then I but, was like, Yeah, what? But then the guy was really nice. I was like, I'm a fan. And you're like, oh, (laughs) that was also. Hey, I take my loyalty seriously. That's true. That was also the same trip where I was. I went to that Game of Thrones throne in the AT&T store. And there was a real blend, two real blend listeners who were in line to take the photo. And then all of a sudden Kathleen Kennedy showed up and like the the real blend guy got to meet Kathleen Kennedy. It was like, what an insane. God, that was crazy. Uh, Anastasia Creighton said for this week's blend game, I think one of my favorite moments is Jake and Kevin's 
heated Lion King debate. If you guys haven't heard mm. that one, you absolutely have to go back and listen. We haven't really forget. had anything like that in it's a, a while. Like it's it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, I'll never forget listening to this episode and tuning in the next week, hoping Jake and Kevin were still friends. But seriously, I think, me if I'm wrong, and this was a few years back. Like, didn't we kind of do like a check in after the episode? Kind of be like, dude, yeah. you good? Like, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm we, good. Yeah, you good? Did. You good? Yeah, it got real heated. <laughs> yeah, somebody else wrote this and gave. I guess we didn't include it, but they did say they listened to the same exact thing. They listened to that fight, and then they listened to the next episode, and that's when they realized, like, oh, these guys respect each other enough, like they could. You know, they can have an argument like that and it doesn't really. Yeah, doesn't affect their friendship. So Uh, and then Green Ranger Dave said, I found you guys after my dad died. We talked movies, mainly me explaining things to him. But he just loved hearing me talk when he died. I didn't have anyone to talk to about movies. And then I found you guys. Well, that is outstanding. So thank you very much, Green Ranger Dave. And I'm glad that we we've said this all the time. If we can affect one person uh, out there with our silly show, then. And God help you guys. There's another. Oh, God. One of the other best stories we got was that email about um, uh, the guy whose uh, kid listens to us in his car. Uh, yeah. And, that was uh, identified the voices yeah. for uh, dad's friend. A that was moment, such yeah. a fantastic. And we, we had a, also we had a, um, uh, I don't think we were able to see the tweet, but we had a studio friend of ours who told the great story. Of, oh, yeah. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix uh, <laughs> at, walking out of our interview. Joaquin Phoenix known for not really liking interviews, walking out of the interview at the Joker junket bumping into todd phillips director todd phillips and saying hey you should go talk to those guys like they're actually really fun like we weren't supposed to get todd phillips and we did because joaquin phoenix told todd phillips you should go talk to those guys they're really good i I can't believe we did 30 minutes with with joaquin Joaquin phoenix and he was great and he liked us he was amazing that's one of my favorite i wanted to mention um was doing that but also the the sort of like cherry on top of that, not even the Phillips interview, which was like the real cherry on top of that is that we ended up getting the director when we thought we missed him, um, was that there was all this buildup of sort of everyone around walking Phoenix and the studio and everyone sort of like walking on eggshells to just be like, we just want to make sure, you know, he has a good time and, you know, he, he's, he's a flight risk yeah. in the sense of like, if he doesn't yeah. like an interview, he'll just leave that kind of thing. And everyone was kind of <laughs> worried, like, we don't know. And there was all this stuff built up to it. And then the interview goes great. And if you listen to the interview, you know, you hear like 10, 15 minutes in, he really opens up, starts cracking jokes and phenomenal. Fuck experience. you, Phoenix. And oh then at God. the, then at the end of it, this is not in the audio. He's shaking hands and he's leaving <laughs> and he's saying thank you. And we're saying thank you. And he turns he's around like, and he goes, he goes, yeah, he goes, uh, dare I say, he said, I said, yeah, dare I say that was that fun. Was- I'll never forget seeing his face as he looked back over his shoulder going, that was fun. And I was like, oh, yeah. my God. And oh God. All of, that, that, that's as good as it's going to get. And that's then all as good of as Warner Brothers get. comes running in and goes, what just happened? We've, we've never heard him say that. What, what did you guys do? <laughs> he was smiling. It was so cool. Uh, and that movie made a something billion happened, dollars. <laughs> something You're happened welcome. at the early onset of that interview, because I just listened to it again very recently. Where after the first question, he goes, um, is this next one the last question? And, <laughs> and it, should have, it should have thrown us off. Right. But instead, all of us were like, oh, yeah, yeah. Joaquin, we're going to get you out of here on the next one. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it, we just kept playing with it. And if, it, if we didn't, like if we stumbled in that instance, right, then maybe it wouldn't have gone as well. But he mm. does. He got it. He got to the point where he finally did start opening up. And that was. That was really, really great. Um, Kev, what you had, you had one you wanted to single out. What, what was yours? Because I got I got I mean, a good one, too. I mean, the best, the best, I mean, I, I can't not pick the first Quentin Tarantino interview. Um, 
just because of the nature of that entire experience a, a and measly 20 minutes well this, <laughs> that, that's why it's interesting to kid, think about it no but you're right like 20 minutes with tarantino at that point in our podcast was a massive deal it was the biggest um, interview of yeah the podcast huge and we and started then, with alfonso Cuarón. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. right yeah, yeah. and started so like but the Tarantino one was special because of the day itself. And I, we've told the story, so I'm not going to I'll keep it obviously abridged. Um, but for me, it was it was it was it was it was the details of the day. So we all got into this room. We set it up. We ordered a, a DVD player from the hotel that and brought us up. And we were watching Pulp Fiction. We set the whole table up with all of the uh, cool Quentin Tarantino stuff that we all have. Um and, you know, I'm, you're talking about someone who spent years searching for all the different colors of the of the Reservoir Dogs DVDs and Blu-rays and like the fact that he was going to come in this room and sit down. I mean, we had talked to him for television before, but 20 minutes was a massive deal. I mean, four was what we normally would get for television. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Sean and I rushing to get these margaritas, um, going to the front desk because we knew he liked Casamigos. Quentin walking in the room, knowing who we were, reciting lines from our podcast, from an episode we had done the week prior or two in London. Um, And then he sits down and the conversation just felt like four dudes just geeking out about movies. Um, Mm -hmm. Even though it was 20 minutes, it was like instantly conversational. Now, what's interesting about it is once you go to the two hour interview that we did later, which is insane to, to even say that that's clearly a more conversational piece because we were able to like let things breathe in this 20 minute section. We just had to kind of hammer away and we only had 20 minutes, um, but it still flowed perfectly. And we, and then my favorite line is when is, is, is Sean saying Tarantino, tell me, tell me why I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> okay, which, I, okay, okay. which was just like <laughs> the icing on the cake. And then, you know, we were drinking margaritas with Quentin Tarantino while recording this. Um, and then the fact that he walked out and told the studio how much he enjoyed talking to us and then promised that he would do longer later and longer ended up being two hours in New York City, which is a whole nother story. Um, but in that first interview, we we covered so much ground um, in 20 minutes. Like, it's insane how much we got from him in that time mm-hmm. frame. Um, and, I, you know, while I know we're all fans of his and, and there's nothing wrong with being a fan, I still think every question that we asked elicited a great answer that was interesting and informational for fans. And I think that's the perfect balance of what we do as a show. And I think all of us as journalists in general is there's a balance between fan and journalism, right? And, and mm-hmm. journalist. Um, and if you could find that line in the middle where you're we're a journalist and you're and you're asking questions because that's what journalists do. And then that fan part of you is still seeping out a, a bit, but not overly bo- overboard. Um, to me, that's that perfect balance of like we love what we do. So it's awesome to have these conversations and geek out. So that that whole day was insane to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then afterwards, going downstairs to that, the bar, that was my answer. Yeah. And then just sitting oh. there in the bar and yeah. then What's and yours? Just talking. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, yeah. So it's funny. That, so, yeah, that that sort of Kevin's was almost like part one of that day. And my answer is part two. And, and if this feels like cheating, because this is a moment that was exclusively really for us four, but mm-hmm. it really kind of felt like with that interview, not that it was our first big one, but it felt like with yeah. that interview that, that something changed, that something mm-hmm. was about, it's, it felt like something was about to happen. Um, and, and, and the interview went 
even more spectacular than, I mean, whatever we imagined best case scenario was before the the interview, this was better than that. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I think we all had flights later on that night, but we allowed ourselves what 90 minutes, two hours at the, at the bar downstairs at the four seasons. And I can see us where we sat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. I was saying we could all point exactly where we were all seated. And it just sort of felt like, you know, right at that moment, it was because it was really just us four plus Quentin in the room. So that up until that moment, that interview belonged only that whole moment belonged only to us. Hmm. And it sort of just felt like this is one of the last moments we're going to have before this show is about to change forever. Like it Hmm. really just, just sort of feel like, okay, enjoy, enjoy this because once that's out there, our listeners are not going to hear us the same again. The studios are not going to see us the same again. Publicists are never going to see us the same again. Like we're never going to see ourselves the same way again. And so it kind of just felt like our last moment that we get to have together. And, 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 you know, prior to this show, whenever I would do junket interviews, you know, it's an entirely selfish thing. Like I want these interviews. I want to ask good questions because I want the interview to be good for myself. I want Mm -hmm. my interview to be good for me. And that was really such a great moment of, teaching me what a shared victory was that like that that how much better something is whenever i can share it with you guys like like you know one of the best compliments i've ever received was someone told me it was so great to watch each of your faces during the live show with quentin (laughs) when when he would tell one of you guys hey that's a great question and how the rest of our faces would light up (laughs) <laughs> when he would say that for another person. And I feel like yeah, that's yeah. such an indicative microcosm example of really what makes that show work. But I'll never forget, like, yeah, the bar at the Four Seasons following the Quentin interview, because it was, it, it, I remember sitting there going like, our show's never going to be the same again. And it never was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, it's important to note that we have three or four yeah. hosts, technically. And like yeah. the, to get into a rhythm with three different people, like generally yeah. a podcast, like it's usually a one person gig, sure. like Josh Horowitz or, you know, Mark, Mark, uh, Marin. Mark Marin. Um, yeah. But to, to, to find a rhythm, like with, especially cause we, 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 we really heavily prep, like we go through the order and we figure out how we're going to do it. What leads into what it's, it's not just us sitting down and just bullshitting. It's genuinely like a, a prepped thing. Unless it's the back half of the last Quentin Tarantino yeah. interview, in yeah, which case which, it is sitting down. Is it is insane. us sitting down bullshitting. Um, which is funny because Jake always says like uh, like the one bummer about that is like if I had known I would I, I would yeah. have written so many other things. Um, but in terms of like finding a rhythm with three people doing an interview, like a Joaquin Phoenix or or um, you know Quentin Tarantino, that's not uh, normal. Like in terms of like we are are very different people in general we all we all love movies um we have different styles um we come at it from different perspectives but for some reason the flow of it works i don't know why or how Mm. um it just does and that's kind of obviously the reason why sean thought this was a good idea to put the show together i mean seeing a photo of us outside of the new beverly with the marquee of the book after just hosting an event with my favorite filmmaker in the history of cinema um, is just yeah. insane. Yeah, it's surreal. Um, OK, so I, I'm going with this one as my, and I gave this a, I gave it a ton of thought. Um, and the one that blows my mind the most that I'm going to hold and treasure as my favorite is uh, Nolan saying Dunkirk because <laughs> we we for years ended ended the show with Dunkirk because of Kevin's obsession with the movie. 
um, and needing needing a way to end the end the show. One of my favorite bits on the show is Gabe cutting them all together into a montage. <laughs> uh, I forget which episode it is, but it is hysterical to go back it's and the, listen to it. Is it the episode with him on it or the episode after? Because because we oh, stopped. I thought it was we stopped when he came on. I thought, or did we do it? <laughs> Before. We oh, definitely was... stopped when he came on because that's the point. That's the point I wanted to make. But okay. I think you did it earlier. I think oh, you did, did it at like a hundred or some. Maybe or... I, maybe I so did it for hundred. Nolan to say Hubie next time, right? That's, so, that's the... but that's the thing. Like we, the I'm joke, <laughs> the joke of Dunkirk was that we did it for so long, and then at one point we were like, "All right, how do we end this bit? Like, <laughs> we're just in it now." And then we said, "Well, we'll end it when Nolan says it, right?" Like. Who fucking says that? Like, that just doesn't <laughs> that doesn't happen. We're, we're going to make Chris Nolan say the word Dunkirk, you know, to end our show. And then we get him, you know, like we get him for the show. It's a Nolan's a guest. And even that feels more of a reach than Tarantino ended up being because and he was paired, you know, so the that's best, fine. We got him. Yeah. The best bit, though, it, it's it's paired. And we talk about how it's like, oh, it's it's diff- a paired interview is different than like a one on one. But it's great that we ask him to do it. And it's Nolan. And if you see Nolan do interviews, you know he's not a boisterous man. Um, and uh, he does it. And John David Washington just starts laughing. I think he says he says he like cop. You didn't commit. You didn't commit. He's laughing commit. about his performance. He's giving him a when, giving him direct. People call him Chris. I can't. Yeah. I'm like, what? Chris. It's like when people call Robert De Niro Bob. Chris. Yeah. Like you didn't when, commit, uh, Chris. <laughs> when I was interviewing Denzel Washington for Macbeth and he looked into the camera, he's like, call me Chris. I'm like, Chris, like I that, have, it's so weird. I can't think of a time, though, that I was more nervous because for some reason it landed on me to, to ask Nolan to say it. I yeah. remember how we decided you paid me to ask him that. Yeah. I'd, yeah, uh, I'd felt really no, awkward. Oh. <laughs> I'm just Oof. saying, Mr. Nolan, we've ended our podcast this way. <laughs> For for uh, ever and uh, can you say it so that we uh, that was uh, I have to pick that as my as my memory so all right let's uh start landing this plane for next week reach out on Twitter hey, using does Gabe uh, can Gabe have one real quick can I Gabe, did I, I gave one I gave one the uh, uh I gave that Walking Phoenix bit yeah uh, okay the him turning that's around. your number okay uh, number one I love them all there's too many to have a number I mean that's kind of what we're getting at why we wanted you know we want to hear from the the blenders in this section every week. Um, and but especially so you did this give week. a good one. You give a good one. I forgot. I love that one. There's so many. I mean, it's all it's all. Surreal. I can see his head turn. There's I, stuff I, that's I, like not even yeah. to Jake's point. Like Jake gave a great one of like it's not really a, a moment from the show, but a moment that we've had because of the show. Hmm. There's countless examples of that um, where it's you know or it, where, with us prepping in the bar before the live show with Tarantino. Um, Definitely like disrupting everyone else's evening with how loud and, and how ridiculous we were being. Those but, chicken wings were good, though. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's there's too many. I mean, even like I remember being after the the New York interview with Tarantino, for example, I was flying back and I like started cutting that immediately. And I'm like in an airport cutting it and just hearing all this gold come back up around little moments like that because that was crazy just because of just the way the timing worked out we it was almost the complete opposite of the first interview in that we didn't have i think we ran to the bar we each had one quick drink to sort of yeah, toast it yeah. and then i think we all i think we that all took off right after that we yeah. all had to rush back i think you and i went to the that. airport together i think we had a similar yeah. flight and then yeah because well, he went because he went long yeah, yeah. and yeah that's and it that's gotta, why that's why and you have to listen to that show because everything leading up to that interview was a train wreck <laughs> like from gabe's <laughs> yeah. flight 
to the to technical to issues do, that we had to the guitar center to, to all of it. I mean, it's just the guy guitar center was saw. <laughs> what was the Pulp Fiction connection? He was in a band. Remember, he told us the story like he was connected to Tarantino. Listen, listen to that interview to find out and let us know. I don't remember. But yeah, the whole thing is explained on that on that episode. But yeah, uh, next week. And this is a tease to uh, to one of our upcoming guests. We hope so. Hashtag if it happens, uh, we're playing hashtag Roland Emmerich blend. So tell us your favorite film by the great and talented and highly entertaining Roland Emmerich. Uh, you can do it via email, realblend.com, or you can play along on social media, hashtag Roland Emmerich Blend. Uh, go to the Apple Podcast page and drop us a review. You can also give us a ranking on Spotify. So leave us a star rating. And thank you, of course, for all your support. Our next premium episode is going to be a January mailbag. And if you want to get your questions answered by the Real Blend guys, uh, go to cinemablend.com backslash real blend premium. Well, actually, send us an email at realblend.com if you want your questions answered. But that's how you can get the premium episodes. Once again, uh, if you're listening to this on Friday, the day the episode drops, then tonight we're going to be hosting a live Q&A fun time session to celebrate 200 episodes on Cinema Blend's Instagram. Come hang out. Uh, in the meantime, listeners can find us at Jake's Takes at Kevin McCarthy TV at Sean underscore O'Connell at Gabe Kovach, and the show is at Real Blend. We'll talk to you guys next week. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. You just got these new mics and that's what you're Hubie. shouting into? Oh, As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.